0: It's wonderful how, how the American people display their sportsmanship. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Whenever you're giving this a listen... Welcome to the Often Daunted Podcast, where a win is a win is a win is a win. Play the song. Boom! Ba, 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 ba. Da, 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 da. The Hoosiers got the victory over the Fighting Illini, 71-68. That is nine Hoosier victories out of 11 games, people. This Hoosier team ain't messing around. Despite how flat they may come out, they are not messing around. And really, the Hoosiers definitely came out flat in this one. It's it's a tale as old as time (laughs) sometimes with this squad. But again, the Hoosiers found a way to win. Where in seasons past, the Hoosiers, these close games, they always come up short. They always came up short. They found a way to shoot themselves in the leg and lose. This Indiana team continues to prove that this season is different. They have more fight. They're going to punch back. The first half was entirely the Matthew Mayer show. He was just lights out, and the Hoosiers had no response for what he was doing in the first half. The Hoosiers ended the first half down by three points. Now, Twitter was ablaze with people complaining about just how many points the Hoosiers should be down, saying that uh, pointing to all the missed layups that the fighting line night were having. I have to say... Yes, they were missing tons of layups, but I also have to say there might be a reason. The constant underlying fear that Trace J- Jackson Davis is going to just put you on ESPN tomorrow is a very real thing for the opposing teams that visit Assembly Hall. So even e- just just his presence on the court is throwing these guys off. Even just a little. I'm not going to say that's entirely the reason. These guys made point-blank, I mean, just ridiculous missed layups. But I like to think that that's a large contributing factor. Because Illinois outworked the Hoosiers in every regard in that first half. Brad Underwood came into this game so much more prepared than he did in the last matchup. I mean, it sounded like he had uh, at least read an article about Trace Jackson Davis before this one. The, the I'm going to mess up, Illini, because I want to say Illinois, Illinois, Illini, I want to say Illini, Illini, oh my god, I want to say Illini, the fighting Illini, but whatever. I mean, he did come out more prepared, he had the defense double teaming, Trace, they had they were triple teaming him, I mean, that was entirely absent from the last matchup, and everyone was just like, what was he thinking, doing nothing, making no adjustments for arguably the best player in the country in Trace Jackson Davis. He made the adjustments this one. Credit to him, they played a much greater game in a much more Indiana-leaning environment, to say the least. In that first half, the fighting Illini, the fighting Illini, I don't know if that's offensive. Yeah, I should say Illini. In that first half, the fighting Illini had 10 offensive rebounds. Down their leading scorer, Terrence Shannon Jr., they had to come into this game with some extra gas, and they definitely did. They came out looking to outwork out hustle outplay and they definitely brought the energy to do so and and while well, they ended the half with those three points and we are lucky to do it by however many mislayups uh, Melendez or yeah I think that's his name yeah however many missed layups Melendez had for Illinois whatever the case they were up three points thank God. because after that slow start the Hoosiers definitely came out ready to contend ready to punch back and they were able to end the night with 15 offensive rebounds because of that off those offensive rebounds the Hoosiers had 18 second chance points that is so crucial that is so vital to the outcome of this one when you look at the score and then you look at the actual just the final rebound uh, differential i mean it kind of does fall in line with with just the overall outcome 41 to 37 is that rebound differential in favor of indiana with that Final score again being seventy-one to sixty-eight. It was a battle of effort, and thank Christ the Hoosiers came out with enough in the second half to make up for how flat they did in the first. They did it again, and again, just continue to prove this season's different. I, I just in my mind, that's how I feel about it. I really do feel like it's different. I have to imagine I do say that from time to time uh in seasons prior. But there's just so much more evidence to point to in this season alone. With Brad Underwood bringing uh, an actual game plan into this one and not relying on Dane Danger and his belly bumping defense alone. I have to imagine Dane Danger got a lot of flack on his defense last game um, because he definitely changed up the whole way he was. <laughs> he definitely quit the belly bumping. Or at least he, he kind of reigned it back a bit. Despite them coming out, uh, ready, ready to go at him, ready to go at Trace. He just produced another typically monstrous stat line. 26 points, 12 rebounds, 5 blocks. Trace once again proved that he hates Illinois. <laughs> He's getting revenge on those boys. This is Trace's season. He is not going to be denied. The ESPN crew even said today that that uh, 20 points, 10 rebounds, 5 blocks, that has only been done, uh, that was the fourth time Trace had done that in his career. Throughout Big Ten history, um, no other player has done more than two. That's insane. That's incredible. Trace Jackson Davis is walking Hoosier history. And after that slow start, he took on the physical embodiment of just the title captain. He led the charge in that second half. He led the effort that got the Hoosiers the victory. I mean, just think about how crazy that is. He has four of such games where you have at least 20 points, 10 rebounds, five blocks. No other player in the history of the Big Ten has more than two. There have been so many good players in the history of the Big Ten. Trace Jackson Davis may very well be the most complete other than shooting. I mean, but then I'm like, okay, no, but let's count points as just production. Let's just say shooting's a part of production. He's like, he is the most complete Big Ten player there may have ever been. He does it all. It was just so fitting that he got to put the exclamation point, got to put the final nail in the coffin on this one with that, just dunk home. Did give them a little time to uh, get a shot off and almost to send this one to overtime but it was still awesome. I've taken one mindset from here on out on Trace Jackson Davis, and that is never complain, just appreciate. Just everything he's doing, just appreciate it because it's not going to be here for much longer, and I don't think I appreciated it enough while it was here. So uh, all this time we do have left with it. I mean, speaking of which, it looked like he spoke with Jeff Goodman with uh, Stadium and uh, announced that this will be the last year. I like to think the door's always open. He said that this he is having a senior night. He's going through all that, saying he's done all he can do here. But, uh, but win a title in that and get that. But I mean, let's let's do it this year. Let's get it for him this year. Yeah, win a title, get on out of here, man. But until then, I'm gonna gonna hope you're uh, still coming back. And if you haven't listened to the Often Daunted podcast, I just talk about each of the players, just uh, run down their games a bit, recap the game, shoot the crap, just give it a little fan's perspective. I don't claim to know ball guys. I quit competitive basketball in the eighth grade St John the Baptist, shout out yeah I, I just really record this thing to pass the time in between tips so um after I had went on my uh di- my uh, just rants about the glory that is TJD I wanted to talk about Jalen Hood Shafino Jalen Hood Shafino spent most of the first half really forcing the issue the Illinois defense did give him struggles did give him struggles in the first half and he shot one for eight from the field it looked like he was in store for another just poor night shooting. He, it was the forcing of the ball in the lane that led to three turnovers in the first half for him. With all the effort that came in the second half throughout the entire Indiana locker room, came some production for Jalen hood Shafino. He ended his night with 5 for 17. There we go. We're fixing that percentage. There you go, Jalen, working through this lump shooting through the slump the only way out is through he uh ended that with 13 points and and those those points were absolutely crucial down the wire of this game he had one point uh he had one three-pointer with seven minutes left uh whipped around the outside it, it was absolutely cold-blooded and that that's what you want to see that that was an Nba three-pointer we need it consistently that's all we need from Jalen is just uh just to be able to rely on him a bit more because we we need to be able to depend on him to have that production. And while he's always going to get his shots, while he's always gonna, or while he's always going to get his points, you'd like for him to get his percentages as well. Again, I mean, he had some cold-blooded plays in this, and the Hoosiers got the victory. A win, in a, a win is a win is a win is a win. So I'm not going to critique these guys too hard. We got the victory. Race Thompson got the start again. He got 22 minutes in this game. Uh, but they were kind of sandwiched throughout this one. Or yeah, bookend. They were the bookends, I guess. And, and he had some very crucial plays, some very uh, big momentum plays for the Hoosiers. There was one point I want to just point out in the game where he had just... He, I, there was a play where he was blocked, we got the rebound, and then uh, he had turned the ball over because Mayer, Mayer had poked it away as he was just the hottest man on the court. Race, race immediately ran down the court, got a turnover, and the Hoosiers were going the other way. It was an effort. It was a willingness to uh, respond. It was... It was him holding himself accountable and wanting to make up for his mistake, wanting to make up for his lapse in judgment. It's awesome to see a veteran just feel like he owed that to the guys, and he put it upon himself. He made the play, and the Hoosiers were back at it. Credit to Race for that. He ended his night with 10 points, 10 points that we needed each of those. hauled in six rebounds. You see that his legs are coming back. His legs are coming back, and we're going to need them. i said on the show before, the, the relationship him and Trace have on the court is absolutely you cannot copy it with another player. Race and him can work as a hive mind. Just work in tandem. They have twin talk. They have psychic abilities. When when they're when they're humming, it's it's incredible to watch. Another another weapon the Hoosiers are going to need in March. I'm always saying that about each of these guys. We're going to need it in March. We're going to need it in March. And guess what? We are going to need it in March. That's all that matters. Great game for Race. Great game for Race. Who I mean, there's been so questions. There's been questions as to if he's back, if he's ready to go. He's ready to go. He's ready to commit meaningful minutes for this team, and he did so against the Illini here. Where's the Hoosier production coming from? Where's it coming from? Miller, will you get a shot up? It looks like Miller had heard all of the Hoosier complaints. He he went through the inbox because, I mean, his first touch of the game, it looked like he, he received that pass. There was like 16 seconds left on the shot clock, and he just takes just a three from, a three from Bedford. He drained it right away just showing, hey, all right, guys, I'm going to get some shots up. And he continued to do so. Going four for five from three-point range, Miller Cop had such a redemption game after just that that hell, the hell that was Northwestern for him. Indiana needs to find their shooters. Miller Cop provided some shooting today. We need to be able to rely on him to do that. And, and I hope this game went a long way in him having the confidence to just quick-fire release, man. He's got all the talent to do so. Just continuing to run down the list a bit. Trey Galloway ended his night one for six from the field. Two points in this one. He did get five assists. He was distributing the ball well for the Hoosiers, in, uh, and we really needed him to do so in this one because Jalen was having some troubles. Jalen had three assists, as he did dictate much of the ball responsibilities. Along with the five turnovers he had, that Jalen had, I mean, Trey really did step up uh, to provide some reliability for the Indiana backcourt. Not in the shooting. Not in the shooting, going one for six again. Over one from three point, and I mean Trey's like our best statistical three point shooter. I don't know if he still is or not, but he's got the shot this year. It wasn't there today. But his defense was. as defense always is. He's tenacious. He makes a de- he makes a backcourt paranoid. He's erratic. It throws off the opposing offense. Total team wins. Total team efforts. I mean, everyone deserves credit in this one. Credit, Trey. So, when Tamar hit the court, we saw him uh, have a flash of production. Thought that maybe he was going to be able to kick the slump that he was currently in. But uh seems like that was only for a moment as he slid right back into it. Man, it's painful. You want it so bad for this guy. In his 17 minutes on the floor, he ended his night with four points, going one for six shooting. We're going to need it. We're going to need it for a run in the tournament. I said it last episode for some reason in my mind, in my storybook imagination. If there's a six banner hanging in Assembly Hall after this season, that isn't a women's banner. Shout out Indiana women's. They are killing it. There will be a Tamar game that every Indiana Hoosier fan can point to and credit him and thank him. For shouldering. I just have a feeling that that's the case. It'll be a game that a team absolutely shuts Trace down for some reason. Even though I don't know if anybody truly can right now. We're going to need him. He needs to get through the shooting slump. He provided very competent defense in this one. He did. While that defense was great to see, it was great to see. We need Tamar to be that production off the bench that he was to start the year. That source of production off the bench was such a weapon. I called it the dagger under the cloak. Man, just just right when the defense thought they got a break, you're throwing Tamar Bates at him. That that was a scary thought. We need to get back to that. The only way out is through, always with shooting. Keep going, Tamar. You'll get it. You'll get it, bud. Malik went uh, two for three from the field, ending his night with four points in his 17 minutes on the floor. Three rebounds in that, one assist. Now, it wasn't spectacular performance, but he did have a particularly scrappy play, which I'll get to later, a little foreshadowing. And I continue to appreciate what he's bringing to alleviate some of the minutes from a race so valuable getting him rest i mean he's not all the way back yet he needs it and we need somebody who can munch minutes in lieu of him in lieu of his on-court presence everyone looked kind of fatigued in this one i mean across the board Lisa of which was jordan as he got four minutes again it's just so perplexing with him you want to see him get back because man when he when he's healthy and leaping it's it's crazy watching him he's uber athletic And you just want him back at full power. The biggest thing that kept Illinois in this one that hurt the Hoosiers was the free throw shooting. The Hoosiers looked downright dead at the line. Just so tired. That's the first first sign of fatigue is the free throw shooting. It's all in the legs. Listen to me. (laughs) I haven't worked out my legs one day in probably the last nine years. Yeah. Oh, did you just hear my knee crack? (laughs) Shit. This is some good recording equipment. Or some terrible, yeah, some terrible one. The Hoosiers went eight for thirteen from the three from the free throw line, sixty-one percent. We cannot shoot sixty-one percent moving forward. That's not going to get you wins in March. Sixty-one percent f- shooting at the free throw line, when you have Trace Jackson Davis, who is bound to get fouled in March. When teams don't know what to do, and all they've heard is Trace can't shoot, they'll foul him, get him to the line, and see if he can't shoot. I mean, just let get, get these guys a little rest from the actual play. Just uh, slow it down this week, take some free throws, watch some film, and just uh, relax. Because after I tear into their free throw shooting, I'm going to say a win is 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 a win. It's all you need to know. A win is a win, guys. And in case you haven't heard, a win is a win. The Hoosiers got the victory. 71-68 to 68 over the Fighting Illini. And thank God they did. Because Matthew Mayer was hot as hell in that first half. And, uh, and so, yeah, Matthew Mayer had 24 points in this one. And he made all four of those three-pointers he had taken in that first half. It looked like it was going to be a long night for the Hoosiers if he wasn't going to slow down. Thankfully, we came out and slowed him down. Even if it was for another eight points in the second half. Great teams find a way to win. And the Hoosiers have found a way to win in nine of the last 11. That's so damn impressive. Credit Mike Woodson. He hasn't always had these guys ready to come out of the gate, but he has found a way to win with this squad. Two games left. Two games left at home uh, at the very end of the season. The Hoosiers have the opportunity to end this season very strong heading into the postseason. Ending with two games at Assembly Hall, that's that's pretty nice. That's pretty nice. These, But the key is these next two games for the Hoosiers. We have at Michigan State, then at Purdue. I can't imagine a worse back-to-back in the Big Ten. Maybe at Rutgers, in there somewhere, with Xavier. With word that Xavier could be back any day now. This Hoosier team is is winning, is winning, and winning is his op- reason for optimism alone. They keep finding a way to win, and I have confidence that we can find a way to win in the Is Zone. We can head into East Lansing and get a win. I'll talk a little bit about that later into the show. Yeah, after I say a win is a win is a win, and the Hoosiers got the win. Uh, I just wanted to end with the show Walter Fish of the game. This is the show, Walter Fish of the Game. Your show, Walter Fish of the Game, goes to Trace Jackson Davis. Always Trace Jackson Davis, all the time. When you are doing stuff four times that anybody in the Big Ten has only ever done twice, you're pretty damn awesome. You're pretty good at basketball. That this this sounds like you're pretty good at Basketball. Trace Jackson Davis with the, I mean, he just continues to just put up monstrous stat line after monstrous stat line in order to get these Hoosiers victories. He's leading them. No, he isn't leading them. He is shouldering them. He is shouldering the Hoosiers. Thank Christ he is. Without Trace Jackson Davis, this year would suck. He continues to amaze. Again, his stat line in this one 26 points, 12 rebounds, five blocks. It's incredible. He's a Hoosier legend. He is walking Hoosier history. I'm appreciating every. Single minute, I get to see him in the candy stripes because they're not going to be here forever. They're not going to be here forever, and I, again, I was not cherishing them enough while they were here. I'm not going to let the the few I have left go. Show Walter Guppy of the game. That is the emotional moment. Somebody makes a play that really turns it around. I'm going to give that to Malik Renew in this game. He got, he got a really uh, scrappy rebound tip where he was whipping around uh, fell to the floor, may have traveled rolling around on the ground with the ball, but got the ball out to Trey, and that's who, hit, who uh, whipped it to Jalen for just Jalen's cold-blooded three-pointer. That was my Showalter Guppy moment of the day, and I think Malik deserves a win. This kid, this kid fights. This kid is fighting through the Big Ten season. He's getting stronger. He's getting more confident. I can't wait to see the player this kid can become, and I can't wait to see what unexpected contributions he's going to make in the postseason because I, I have a feeling he's bound to. This kid's a stud. His fundamental just mastery is undeniable. Once he gets the muscle and the confidence in his game to just utilize it, it's game over. That was your show, Walter Fish the Game. Right after this word from our sponsor, we will uh, run down a little bit of the Big Ten since the last time I recorded. uh, Just some of the results. Talk about the standings a bit. And then we will talk about a little bit about the matchup with uh, Michigan State coming up. Stick around. The often daunted podcast is not brought to you by the uh, Costco cold brew. So like three episodes ago, I jokingly uh, said that this show is brought to you by the Costco cold brew because I was drinking it, but apparently it was recalled because somebody found like bolts in a can or something. Um, Oh, I should probably look that up before I'm talking into a microphone about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a recall due to a potential risk of foreign material in there. So don't drink that thing. Don't, uh, yeah, it's the same can I, yep, same can. Dang it, dang it, Kirkland brand. Oh, you did me wrong. The and Daunted Podcast is not brought to you by that. We're not drinking it because it's been recalled. Let's talk some Big Ten Balls. Since our last time of recording, Purdue marched into Maryland, and like everybody else in the Big Ten, Purdue got beat in Maryland, sixty-eight to fifty-four. The Iowa Hawkeyes absolutely manhandled the Ohio State Buckeyes, ninety-two to seventy-five. Then, I mean, it was a quick turnaround. It really was, because the Hoosiers uh, were the next game, because due to the cancellation of the Michigan State one, the Hoosiers took on the. Fighting Illini in 171-68 the same day. Rutgers squeaked out the win over a struggling Wisconsin team, uh, 58-57. Michigan beat Michigan State 84-72. Joey Hauser with the game-high 20 for Michigan State. McDaniel with 16 for Michigan. <clears throat> Penn State was able to beat Minnesota in Minnesota, 76-69. Pickett with 32. Continues to just be the Big Ten's walking bucket. Um, just looking at the standings now, that brings Indiana to third place at ten and six. We have Purdue at twelve and four, Northwestern at ten and five, then us at ten and six, the third spot. We have one of the four buys right now. The Hoosiers cannot afford to let off the gas. One of those th- those four buys are so valuable in that Big Ten tournament. I just want it. I just want it so bad. It starts with the game in East Lansing. That last game in Assembly Hall, we really got the best of Michigan State. That final result was 82-69. to 69. Trace was an absolute monster in that one with 31 points. I don't expect anything less than this one. I just hope to God, give him all the rest he needs. All we need is a well-rested Trace Jackson Davis, and the rest will figure itself out. I'm, I'm genuinely convinced of that. Because he he has shown... An, uh, an ability to provide an effort that can overcome uh, Jalen's poor shooting, that can overcome uh, turnover, just gouging turnovers. He's got it all. He's got it all. He's bringing it all. And I don't suspect the Michigan State Spartans are going to be able to handle what he's bringing. Of course, Michigan State is, like, one of the most hostile environments anybody could play in. And it's all going to be focused on Trace Jackson Davis. Of course it is. I have to pray, I have to hope that he can champion it as he has championed Nine of the last 11. And we're going to need a big day from one of our shooters, Miller Cop, Tamar Bates. I would love for this to be a Tamar game. I would love for this to be a Tamar game where he wins us the one over Sparty. I have confidence somebody can play hero and the Hoosiers are going to get the victory. Of course they are. We're, we're taking it to them. Just a great win. Great win because guess what? All, all these wins are good. All of these wins are good. I'm going to take them all. I'm going to cherish them all. Nine out of 11, people. Nine out of 11. These Hoosiers are playing some serious ball. Some serious serious contending ball. I'm so happy for it. We're getting geared up and it's about to be the best time of the year, folks. It's about to be the best time of the year with one of the best shots we've had with arguably the best player we've had. Thank you so much for listening to the often daunted podcast with me, Burke White. I'm just a Hoosier fan recording these uh, to pass the time in between tips and dirty diapers. Uh, Thank you so much for giving me the listen. Uh, Feel free to subscribe. Uh, next episode will be coming out Wednesday morning, right after our game at Michigan state. I do love recording these after a victory. It's always the most fun, always the best. If you'd like to uh, give me a read, I do uh, write out some thoughts of mine from time to time on my site, oftendaunted.com. I share pre uh, pregame postgame thoughts on there written out. Uh, feel free to give me a follow on Twitter, Instagram, everything at oftendaunted at often daunted, often daunted, often daunted. Thank you so much for listening. Who's your fans down with Spartans. Lux at Veritas, take it easy.